Amen. Amen. Anybody need the Lord to put them back together again? Amen. Amen. God knows how to do it. He put you together in the first place. Amen. 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 Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Dear eternal God, our Father, we come to you this morning, God. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this, your service, God. And God, we pray that there's something said, Father. It might be able to touch someone's life, God. We know that we all need to be put back together again, God. We know that we constantly blow it, Father God. We constantly fall short, God. But Lord, we're thankful for your mercy, for your grace, God. We're thankful, God, for your, your healing hands, Father. We're asking, God, that you would continue to make us people of faith, God. That, God, we're able to trust you, God. Lean upon you, depend upon you. Now, Father, let me decrease that you might increase, that the word might be spoken. For there is a word from the Lord, God. It's written in your holy writ, Father. We thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and thank God. Amen, amen. Bible study, we started a series on faith. I found it necessary because I believe that a lot of us have been driving the faith car without any license. We don't even really understand faith and how it operates. And understand that everything that we do as believers is being done by faith. As a matter of fact, there's nothing that you can bring before God apart from faith that will please him. For the Bible says that it's by faith that he is pleased with everything that we do. And so we must be people of faith. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the, the book of Mark. We're in the same book as last week. And we're moving just one chapter down to chapter number five. book of Mark dedicates much attention to the miracles of Jesus and it demonstrates his power over demons, sickness, nature, and yes, even death. In this fifth chapter, we see two instances of Jesus' miracle working power. The first is that he heals a woman who has an issue of blood for 12 years. And then he raises Jairus' daughter from the dead, which demonstrates his power over death. We want to take a look at the first of these miracles this woman who had an issue of blood and how her act of faith, as Jesus tells it, 
makes her whole. So we're going to begin our reading at verse number 25. And it reads like this. He said, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she, for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude thronging thee and saith who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. Our focal verse is going to take we're going to take a look at verse number 30. It says, And Jesus immediately knowing himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? From this passage of scripture, I would like to take for a thought, Who touched me? Who touched me? As I said, the gospel of Mark is written to show Jesus' power and his authority over the forces of evil in this earth. Last week we seen how he defied nature. When he was upon a ship and spoke to the sea, spoke to the winds, spoke to the waves, and silenced them. Peace be Still. But understand that right after Jesus calming the sea, right after him doing this miraculous work, the Bible said that when he got to shore, he met a man who was possessed with a demon. I told you, Mark moves rapidly and he shows case after case of Jesus' power and his authority. Coming to the other side, he, he finds a man whose demon possessed and came running to him, asking to be delivered from this demon. Jesus did not hesitate. Immediately, he exercised the demon from the man. 
this demon called Legion. It's a powerful demon. And the demons wanted to get permission to be cast into some pigs. And Jesus granted that. And when the people came by to see the man who had been tormenting them, sitting with Jesus in their right mind, they were astonished. But they beckoned him to leave their shores. And so that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus will not come anywhere where he's not welcome at. Even after performing such a great miracle, they didn't want him. And so he gets into the ship and he goes to the other side. And there he meets a ruler of the Pharisees, a man by the name of Jairus. Jairus has a problem. He has an issue that he cannot fix. As a matter of fact, none of the doctors can fix it either. His daughter is lying at the point of death. But Jairus has sense enough to know to come to Dr. Jesus. He, he, he understands that, that, that perhaps like this woman with the issue of blood, he spent some time with the physicians of his day. They could do him no help. And so he comes to Jesus and beckons Jesus to come and to lay his hands on her, to heal her. And Jesus agrees to do so. But while he's on his way, there's a crowd that's round about Jesus. There's a crowd that are, that are trying to get up close to Jesus and to touch Jesus. They, 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 they want to be in close proximity to Jesus. But then in the narrative here, there is this woman who has this incurable disease. It is dis, dis, uh, described as an issue of blood or a flowing of blood. Her situation has become a very difficult situation because she cannot be in contact with anyone because of this condition. She can't even go to church because of this condition, because of this blood that is flowing from her. She has been ostracized. The thing about this text that, that really gets me is that, is that the writer does not name who she is. It, it, it's pretty ironic how they'll name Jairus and his occupation. But here it says that this is a certain woman. Most scholars suggest that this is what's known as an anonymity of certain individuals. In other words, this, 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 is, this, is, this, is, this is, they left it blank on purpose. They left it blank on purpose because Perhaps maybe one of us might need to put our names in there. That, that, that maybe there's something that we cannot can, uh, cure, that we cannot fix in our own lives, that we're going to have to take to Jesus. Listen, don't, don't you know that there are some times that Jesus will allow some things to come into your life that you might look up and see him. 
he'll, he'll put you in some impossible situations that you might realize that, look, I need to go to one who nothing is impossible for. Because this woman has this issue of blood. And she's tried on her own to cure this disease. As a matter of fact, the text says that she went to many physicians. And that she spent all of her money going to these physicians. Only to find herself worse off than she did when, before she went. And understand that, that, that a lot of us, we do the same things, right? We try to fill this void that's in us. We try to cure this sickness and this illness that we have by going to different doctors. So, so, some of us have went to doctor education. We feel like if we get an education, if we get that, that bachelor's degree, that master's degree, maybe even that PhD, that we can fill this void, that's emptiness that's within us. But we come to find out after spending all of this money on a degree, and still don't fill that void. We still find ourselves empty and devoid of really any really meaning in life. So somebody, some people go to, to doctor entertainment. If I, could, if I could just have as much fun as I can, if I can party as long as I want to, I, I'll be all right. If I can drink my way, if I can smoke my way, if I can get high enough, I'll fill this void. Well, doctor, entertainment don't work. Because the minute you come off that high, you're right back in the same position that you're in. And as a matter of fact, you find yourself just like this woman. You're worse off than when you started. And then there's those ones, I dare to say, who go to the doctor church. Doctor religion. You feel like if you come to church enough, if you sit in the pews, if you, if you get up and you march down the aisles and you get a preacher in your right hand, everything is all right. You never accept Christ. Never take the antidote. You're just, you just brushing up against Jesus. You ain't really touching him. You find yourself empty. You find yourself frustrated. Because what you're really looking for, you're missing. And you really can't see the forest for the trees. God has always been there. Even when you were trying all of those other doctors, all of those solutions, God has been there. Been there all along. He's not going anywhere. Because God will do whatever it is that is necessary for you to understand and get it and to see him for who he is. Look, look, look at here. This woman, this woman says, when, when, when she heard of Jesus, when she heard of him, she made her way. She began to position herself. And understand, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when it comes to getting your healing and getting your blessing, you got to position yourself that you might be able to touch him. You, you see, listen, listen, you can't touch him from home. You, 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 you can't touch him out in the club. You, 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 you can't touch him 
out in the business world trying to fulfill your own ambitions. You got to position yourself. That's what this woman did. She positioned herself. Listen, listen, let, 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 me, let me give you this. If I can, let me you know, stop right here and give you this. You know, uh, at, 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 the, at the age of 12, my daughter Brittany was diagnosed with epilepsy. Through no, no fault of her own. And her response was that she was angry. She was mad because she said, why do I have to be, have this? And she said, Daddy, I just don't understand. And I said, well, listen, baby, you'll understand by and by. And I know sometimes it's a cliche and we don't want to hear that, but sometimes we just got to wait on God. Well, as she began to get older, the frustration grew even more and even more. And after going off to college up to Central Michigan, she had a seizure up there. One of the most difficult things is to be two and a half hours away from your baby. And you can't get to her. But I'm so thankful to God that even when I couldn't get to her, he was right there. He was right there. And so she came home. When she came home, she came home with tears in her eyes. And she said, Dad, I'm so frustrated with this. I am so sick of this. And this passage came to mind to tell her. I said, Brittany, it's not until you position yourself that you'll receive the healing that God has for you. You've got to put yourself in a position to where you can reach out and touch by faith the hem of his garment. And I don't know if she really got it at that point in time, but understand that, that eventually it clicked in with her. Because Brittany knew and realized that there were some things that she was doing that she should not have been doing, but God yet still kept her. And it wasn't until she let that stuff go and began to position herself in a place to where she could be healed by God, God healed her body. You got to position yourself. You got to put up down all of that other stuff that you've been trying. All those other doctors you've been going to. Position yourself that you might be able to sit and press your way. Now, now understand, this, this woman, this was not an easy task for this woman. This was difficult because there were many people who were touching Jesus. There were many people that were around him. But it was this woman's reach of faith that healed her body. Listen, there's been so many times that I misinterpreted the scripture because I thought it was the touching of the garment that healed her. It wasn't that touching of the garment. It was her faith. That's what it was. It was her faith that did it. It was her faith that caused her to have belief that if I just touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. So here he, he it is. She, she, she reaches out. She touches his garment. And the Bible says that straightway or immediately she was healed. She, she, she didn't have to wait on it. Immediately she was healed. Listen, it, it's even evident not just in her, but it was evident in Jesus because he knew that virtue had come out from him. Anointing had come out from him. But then there was a power that came out from him. 
just by her faith and trusting that if she just touched him, she would be made whole. She would be saved. And so, yes, she did. She touched the hem of his garment. She was healed straightway. She was healed of her sickness. And understand, I mean, how many of us are still struggling with sicknesses? A lot of times we want to, we want to look at it as, 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 as physical sickness, but there, there, there's some spiritual sicknesses that we have that we need to be healed of. There, there, there's some pain, some issues, some things that have happened in your past. You need to take it to Jesus and let him heal you. Let him make you whole. That's what he desires to do, is to make us whole. And it comes by our faith. Trusting and believing that this is the antidote for our problems. Spend so much money on so many different other things. And that's why a lot of us are broke to this day. Because we're spending money on things that we don't have no business spending money on. Here, 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 here. Jesus knew that she, he had been touched. Understand that there, there's significance in touching. You see, because touching provides comfort and support. It, it demonstrates affection and love. Whether it's just a hug, whether it's a handshake, whether it's a pat on the back. You feel protected. A simple touch. There were many of them touching him. But the text says that only one got healed. This is, this, is, this is a demonstration of church right here. Because there's a whole lot of folk in the church. There's a whole lot of people that's in the pews. Not this morning, but, but, but. They are touching Jesus. But Jesus has not touched them back. You see, because when Jesus touches you, you get healed of whatever is, is plaguing you. You get healed, you get delivered from some things. God will begin to restore some things in your life when Jesus touches you. Then there's a lot of folk that will bump up against Jesus but never even know who he is. They, they're fascinated by him but they're not willing to let him come in and do the work that's necessary to make them whole. Out of all the folk that are touching him, only one got healed. And this is woman. But I begin to look at this text. And Jesus asked the question, who touched me? And quite naturally, I started to go in there, God, you're omniscient. You know exactly who touched him. Why would you ask who touched me? Now understand that this is not for Jesus' sake, but it's for the woman's sake. The woman needs to understand that she has been healed by Jesus Christ. She needs to know that that is by her faith in reaching out her hand and touching his garment that she was made whole. She needs to recognize because what she's been doing is she's, been, she's coming uh, inconspicuously. She's slipping in and touching him. She's trying to steal a blessing out of healing. But Jesus said, no, you ain't getting away with that. Who touched me? And I can, the disciples said, Look, what do you mean who touched you? There's all kinds of folk around you. What do you mean who's touched you? But Jesus looked at her. 
And it was at that point that she realized that Jesus knew who had touched him. And so quite naturally, she has no choice but to fess up. She begins to tell the truth. And that's, that's a good indication that Jesus has touched you. Is that you begin to walk in truth. You begin to be honest with yourself. You begin to tell the Lord, listen, this is, this is, this is what I've been all of my life. I've been wretched all my life, God. I've had this disease that have, have ran people away from me. And God, I, I, I didn't feel like I could come to you, but I just, I just reached in and touched the hem of your garment. Because I knew that I couldn't do it. My, 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 my question to you is that, 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 that when, when you touch Jesus, what, what is it that God needs to do for you? How, how, how is it that God can, can fix you and to, and to deliver you from some stuff? You've got to open yourself up to him. You can't keep closing him up. You can't be like the rest of the folk and go along with the crowd. And everything. No, you got to be an individual. This healing is of a personal nature. It's between you and God. It ain't about mama. It ain't about daddy. It ain't about sister, brother. It ain't about nothing else but God. It's of a personal nature. It's a personal relationship with God. Because it's only God that can clean us up. It's only God that can make us right. None of that other mess will do it. No education, no drugs, no alcohol. None of that will do it. This changes the whole dynamics of this woman. This woman is unnamed. She's been ostracized. She can't go to the temple. But yet now Jesus gives her a name. And that name is Daughter. In other words, she now has this relationship with him. This is, a, this is an interpersonal relationship that he has with her. That he calls her daughter. Nowhere else in the New Testament do you see Jesus calling any woman daughter. This is the, the only time that you'll find this. She has some significance now. She belongs to him now. This is a daughter. And understand that there are certain things that, that a parent will do for a daughter that they won't do for other ones, especially a father. My, 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 my daughters can get stuff out of me that the boys can't get. Now you just know they're going to get that. Oh, no. But let, let, let one of them daughters come, Daddy. It's that relationship. It's based upon her faith. It's based upon her trust. Here it is. You've been trusting in so many other things, but now you've got to the right place. Now you're in a place where I, you, you can have all, I have ownership of you. I can provide. I'm going to provide for you. I'll keep you. I'll restore some things that the devil took from you. Why? Because now you're my daughter. Look, look, look what he says. He said, daughter, not faith have made thee whole. Not to touch another garment. It was her faith. That, that, this is, that's why it's important for us to understand how this faith works. You see, you see because what this faith is, what it is, it's obedience. It's obedience to God's word. 
She had heard of Jesus. No doubt they had been talking about Jesus. And based upon what she heard about Jesus, she responded in faith. It's the same way. It's the word of God. If, if, if you really want to get it right, you have to respond in obedience to God's word. The, the, the faith we have is not just a blind faith. It's one that is based on the word of God. If God said it, trust him, believe it, and keep moving on. What this faith is really about. Yeah, we, 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 we have a tendency to trust God when things get difficult. But what about when they're good? It's a good start to start being in faith and living in faith and walking in faith when things are going well in your life. Because things will not always be well in your life. And I don't want no Johnny come lately trying to get something out of me when the going gets bad. I, I, I can't even catch up with him when things are going well in your life. I don't even hear from you. But you'll tear my phone up when things are going wrong and you need some help. And a lot of times we treat God the same way. We have faith. We're asking God. We're coming before God when things are bad in our lives. But what about when they're good? This woman now has been made whole. The, the, the word there for whole in the Greek actually means that she had been saved. Her life has been saved. This woman was at the point of death. And much in the same way, all of us are in the same boat. All of us are, on, uh, 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 the Bible said that we were dead in our trespasses and sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And we've been saved based upon our faith and our trust and our reaching out and touching his garment. Been saved by it. There's an awesome price that was paid for this. And that price was Jesus' life. His very life. The fact that he died for our sins. He took all of our sins upon him. He had never sinned before. Sin was foreign to him. He always did what pleased the Father. He never stepped outside of the line like we do. He walked the path in which his father had given him. And it took him to this woman with the issue of blood. It took him to Jairus and her, his daughter and how he would heal her. It took him to many other healings that he performed down here on earth. This path was a narrow path. As a matter of fact, this is a path that only Jesus could walk. No one else could walk this path. Jesus is the only one. And he gave us a demonstration of how to walk down this path. Yeah, he was, he was, he was hated upon. He was scrutinized. Everything that he said, it was, it was taken under scrutinization by the Pharisees, the religious elite. But he continued to walk. And there he was, standing before the Sanhedrin court. And they were asking him, well, are you the son of God? They would hit him. Prophesy and tell us who hit you. He knew his, he knew the journey he was on. 
And it was at Calvary. But Jesus never detoured. He kept on going. Yes, they touched him. They hit him. They lied on him. They beat him with the cat and iron tails. Beat him until he did not look like a man. Yes, they did. They nailed him to his cross. Nailed his hands and nailed his feet. Put a crown of thorns upon his head. He suffered blood and died for the sins of humanity. He gave his life for He willingly gave his life for us. Suffered blood and died. Buried in the tomb. Rose on the third day with all power of heaven and earth in his hands. This is the price that was paid. This is the reason why we can reach out and touch by faith the hem of his garment and be made whole. We can be saved by that. It's the depiction of salvation. But he's still at work on our behalf. He's still praying for us. He's making intercessions for us. He's praying for us. And then he's coming back and he's going to set up his kingdom here on earth. And listen here, only those who have accepted him by faith only those that have accepted and have embraced this gospel message of salvation. The only way that you can be saved is that you believe this in your heart. That Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven. And you've got to believe it from the depths of your heart. With everything that makes you who you are, you must believe this. Because he's coming back again. My question is, will you be ready? Will you be ready? Please stand to the feet, your feet. If you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and listen here, if you, have, if you are not absolutely certain that you've been born again, this is the opportunity for you right now. We're not looking for anyone to join the church role because we know that it's more important that you join heaven's role. That's the important thing. And maybe you're on live stream. Maybe you're, 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 you're watching and you're sitting there wondering, have I really given my life to Christ? Well, the chances are that you have to ask that. If you have some doubt and some questions, then maybe you need to go back to the foot of the cross. And here's where we give you an opportunity. If you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to come and surrender your life, we have people here who will help you along that path. It's a simple step of faith. Even though you cannot see it, even though you cannot see God, even though you don't feel him working in your life, God is still there. And he's well able to heal you, to make you whole. Stop fighting with the devil. You are no match for him. But I know someone who is. And his name is Jesus. He's able. There's power in his blood. There's power in his name. If you 
just name the name of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Joining the church can't do it. Getting baptized can't do it. If you have not come into a right relationship with Jesus Christ, this is your opportunity right now. Maybe you're looking for a church home. I recommend this one here. It's a great church because it's Jesus' church. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Amen and thank God. We are going to continue our study on faith and Bible study. So if you are not doing anything, well, maybe even if you are doing something, cancel those plans and come on out to Bible study. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Listen, it's very enriching. You know, the Bible comes, that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You know, and we need to get as much of God's word as we can in us we listen we're living in the last days this is this is it right here i know that they've been saying that for quite some while but listen let me tell you something as bad as things are getting right now and they're doomed to get they're going to get worse before they get better you see because the better don't come until christ comes back there's nothing in this world that i desire there's really very little in this earth that brings me joy but I know that there's a joy that's down on the inside of me. A joy that longs to see heaven. I'm looking for heaven. Because I realize that in heaven there's no more sin. There's no more struggles. There's no more any of this that we deal with down here. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word shall last forever. And his word tells me that I have eternal life. And so I have faith in that. I'm not experiencing it yet, but it's like I am experiencing it because I got faith. I believe it because the word of God says that. This is how faith works. You can't talk me out of this. You, you, you don't have enough words to talk me out of believing what God has told me already. I'll forever trust his word. Even when I can't even trust my own self. I can trust his word. Amen? All right, come on, let's stand up. <laughs> Be dismissed. Those who desire prayer, please come down to the throne of grace. Yes, God.
over the building. If you would, just take somebody's hand. And let us go before the Lord. Dear most gracious Father, we come to you this morning, God. We thank you and we praise you, God. Lord, we thank you for your word, God. And we pray that your word will not return unto your void, God. But we realize that every one of us needs a touch from you, Lord. Every last one of us, Heavenly Father, Lord, needs you to fix something in our lives, God. We live in a world that's upside down, Father. We live in a world that's seemingly going backwards, Father. And God, we pray right now, Heavenly Father, that Lord, you will keep us, Father. Because we realize that we can't keep ourselves, God. We realize that there's nothing in this earth that can keep us like you can. There is a storm that's on the horizon, horizon, God. And it's coming this way, God. And if your soul is not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. So God, we're praying that you will anchor us, God. Anchor us in your mercy and in your grace, God. Anchor us in your love, God, and your compassion, Lord. Lord, we need you this morning, God. We need you, Father. And we realize how hopeless we are without you, Lord. And God, you know the desires of each and every one of their hearts, God. You know, you know what they stand in need of, God. And so, Father, we're asking right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that God, you would just heal for your glory, God. Lord, heal those ones that do 